In this podcast episode, we're going to talk about how to handle your first detailing customer and how to make sure everything goes smoothly. Coming up. And welcome back to another podcast episode. Glad to have you here for a short while so I can give you a few nuggets of information on starting and growing your business. And as with this one, we'll be talking about how to handle your first detailing customer. I know this is a big deal for a lot of people. It's like what you dream of for so long and then it actually it's actually here. And you're like, whoa, it's, it's actually here. <laughs> so first of all, congratulations on landing your first customer. I don't care if it's your mom. I don't care if it's your cousin. I don't care if it's your brother or sister. Congratulations on getting your first customer because even though it might be a family member or a friend, it's still an emotional rush because now you just feel like you've taken a little baby step to detailing with your business and making money. Now, everyone will have a different experience, so take these and make them fit to your specific situation. I literally can't cover every single thing that's going to happen in your situation or in anyone's situation. So take what I say and try to mold it to fit your specific scenario. So these aren't going to be in any specific order, but I'll just kind of give them to you as I wrote them down. So your business success isn't dependent on this one customer. That's very important to understand is that your business success isn't dependent on this one customer. Good or bad, right? Whatever happens, good or bad, it's going to be a learning experience. So what I mean by that is if you're trying to go in there saying, you know what, this is my first customer. I want to make, you know, $25, $30 an hour. It's going to take me no more than three hours to complete. So I should make $75 and I should be out of there by, uh, you know, 1130 at the latest. Okay, good. That's my plan. I know what I'm doing. I've seen all these videos. I have a plan of attack. I know what to do. And you actually go there and it takes you six hours instead of three. You end up making way less per hour than expected. Um, When you're actually cleaning the vehicle, there's some stains that or whatever you're cleaning doesn't come out and you spend a lot more time on this one thing and it doesn't budge. Um, you think you're not doing a good job. You're like, what in the world? I haven't seen this on YouTube. What do I do now? And you're just a lot more, you're, you're more, you stress yourself out. You thought it was going to be much easier to do and it's not. And now you're like, whoa, like why are so many things going wrong? So that it can definitely be a potential pathway that happens. Um, But regardless of that, regardless if that happens, it is still just a learning experience. There's no way that you're going to understand how long a detail takes or how long it's not supposed to take or, or how to tackle these weird little things that happen on your first customer. You're there more just to go along for the ride. You, you, You shouldn't have any specific goals Because it's still your first detail. You have no baseline. You have little to no experience dealing with customers. So go in there just for the experience, just for the ride. Don't have any preconceived notions or ideas or expectations, really. Just go in there expectationless. Go in there for the experience. Just you've got your first customer. You're getting $10, $20, $30, $40, $50, whatever the case may be. You're just going there to say, hey, I'm here for the first time. 
I have no expectations. I just want to go through the process and see how it goes. That is a much better mindset to have than to say, like, than to have, than to be very goal oriented with every single thing. And if something goes wrong, you can, you know, you don't want to set, you want to set yourself up more for success and failure. And in this situation here, I would say to set yourself up for success, it's to go in there with no expectations. It sounds kind of weird, almost, you know, reversed, but that's what I would recommend. So the next thing you can do is write that, write down what you're going to do on the vehicle the day before. That way you have a plan to follow and a list of what you need. So even though I did say, hey, go in there, expectation list, no goals, that doesn't mean you go in there saying, okay, well, you know, I really don't, I'm, I'm really not confident or I really not, I'm not sure what to do with this vehicle. So I'm just going to go and, you know, wing it when I get there. Eh, you should, you should still do that, right? You should still have some time, some type of game plan. Now, you might be nervous because, again, you're finally doing someone else's vehicle. You got the little butterflies in your stomach. So have a general guideline or protocol or routine or, you know, procedure that you'll follow with the vehicle that you're going to work on. If it is like just a basic interior cleaning, right, let's let's just say that, then just say, you know, step one, inspect. Step two, vacuum. Step three, remove the mats. Step four, wipe the, the plastic. Step five, clean the glass. Step six, clean the door jam. Step seven, uh, you know, put the mats back in. Step eight, you know, X, Y, Z. So it's as simple as that. It doesn't have to be super granular of, okay, start on the front passenger, on the front driver's side, then move the seat back, then remove the, the, the floor mat, then push the seat forward, then close, like, okay, don't get that granular. You're going too crazy with that now. But have a general idea of the, you know, of the steps you're going to take once you get there. And it's okay to look at it, right? Like you get there, you have your sheet of paper or maybe it's on your phone and you're saying, okay, like here's the game plan. Here's what I'm supposed to do. I already thought through this. Let me execute on it. First step, you know, vacuum or remove the clutter. Second step, vacuum. Third step. And it's as simple as that. At least you have a point of reference so you can stay on track as you move along. I Look, it sounds basic, but... Since it's your first customer, yeah, you're probably going to have a lot of emotions running through you. You might be a little scared, a little nervous, especially if it's not your friends or family. If it is like a stranger's vehicle, you'll be even more worried and stressed because it's like a stranger's vehicle. So with this one, like it does help to say, okay, if I just reference this piece of paper, I have a better idea of what I'm doing. So reference that, that piece of paper or on your phone to have a to just make sure you're going in the right direction. Try not to have an ego and be like, oh, I know exactly what to do. I don't need to have a piece of paper. Um, a, a book that I highly recommend that has that really shifted my thought process and has really made a big impact on me. Probably it's it's a very impactful book actually. Is the Checklist Manifesto by Atul Gawande. Um, in that book, he talks about the importance of checklists um, and checklists to where you wouldn't imagine imagine them to be in um one being hospitals in like uh surgical rooms or just in general the hospitals and two with pilots um i'll just give you a quick little one minute breakdown of the book but basically is you know surgeons doctors they've been to school for so many years they're super smart they know everything that comes to their field 
but they're still prone to making mistakes, right? Um, they might know how to open up a leg and do whatever, whatever. But what they do need, to, what they need to make sure before they do that is they need to make sure if it's the right leg or the left leg, right? You wouldn't want a doctor to operate on the right leg when it was actually the left leg. So before the procedure starts in the hospital, in the um, in the room, um, the nurses or whoever's there will say, "Hey, we're working on the right leg." And everyone says, okay, yes, we're working on the right leg. That way everyone confirms the most basic thing is what are we here to work on? We're here to work on the right leg. Okay, cool. We're working on the right leg. Um, with uh, pilots, they, you know, once they're, they're for the 10,000 feet of ascending and descending, they have their checklist. Even though they do it a hundred times, a thousand times per year, they still go through the same checklist every single time to make sure all instruments, all the gauges, all whatever it is that they do, like I have a clue, Whatever it is that they do is working. They know what they're doing. It's you know it's muscle memory. Even if they do, even if they do it a hundred times, ten, a thousand times per year, every single time they're gonna go through the same checklist when they're ascending, descending, landing, moving because they want to make sure everything is ticked off on the box to make sure that everything is gonna be smooth. So the same thing can be with it. Not even the same thing. That's why we have checklists and implement checklist is because it's the same process even though we detail what however however many times per year is that we can we're you know as humans we're still prone to making mistakes we're so prone to saying oh i completely forgot to lower the windows oh i forgot i forgot to wipe down the door jams oh i forgot to um you know whatever 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 so write down some type of checklist some type of uh of, of guide for you and just go through it as you work that way you're not missing any spots it's as simple as that. Now, this one is going to be important for you to understand as well, is that you're going to spend more time than expected. That is going to be a 100% of the case. That's why I say go in there expectationless because once you're actually there working on a customer's vehicle, things do change. You're saying, okay, well, I'm just going to go in there for a, a, a basic wash. And then you start cleaning the wheels and tires and you're like, man, these wheels aren't really cleaning that well. I want to spend more time on them. And then you're spending more time on the inner barrel and then the fenders are giving you problem. And then you start washing the vehicle and then you're like, oh, I see this little stain here. Let me try to remove this. And then you want to clean the emblems and then you want to clean the grill. And then you're doing all these other little things. So what, what should have been like a 45-minute wash turns into a two-hour wash because you're doing so many other things. Again, I want you to set yourself up set yourself up for success, right? I want you to make sure that this first time customer or one of your first time customers, you know, whether it's like you're still your your you know, you're still in your below 10 customers, then I want you to make sure that you're going there with you leave there with a small win, not with disappointment, okay? That's that's a that's an important note to take uh, into consideration. You want to leave there with a small win, not disappointment. So already know that you'll most likely spend more time than what's needed on that vehicle. Is that bad? Absolutely not. Not when you're first getting started, not when you're getting your first set of customers, not when you're trying to figure something out. It's not bad to go over time. Now, if you're on your, you know, 75th customer and you're in your second year and you're still going over time, okay, then we have, you know, then we have a problem. But your first time, um, you know, your first set of customers going over, you know, going over the time limit, it's not bad at all. So I just want you to accept that, understand that if it does happen, say, hey, look, 
This happens to mostly everyone. I'm not the only one. This is a learning curve. This is a baseline for this vehicle, for this service. It's okay. You'll get better over time. It's just about making a little bit of progress every single vehicle to shorten up that time frame. So if you take longer than expected, it is okay. Don't beat yourself. It's fine. It's going to happen. Don't think that world is ending because it's just one vehicle. It's one little sample size. Judge yourself, judge how long you're taking after you've done about 20, 30, 40, 50 vehicles, not just one. One is not big enough, a uh, big enough sample size to really say, oh, okay, now I see the mistakes that I'm doing. So if you take longer than expected, it is okay. And next up following that is that you're gonna make less per uh, you're gonna make less than you expected per hour. It's gonna go hand in hand with the with the with the one I just mentioned. Is that yes, you're gonna take longer, and because you take longer, you're going to make less per hour. So if you wanted to make twenty five dollars an hour for three hours, if you go to four hours, you're making um I don't even know the math on that. You get the point though. If you go to five hours, you're making you know twenty bucks I think. Um so yeah, so you're gonna make less per hour. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Don't beat yourself up. Don't be embarrassed or shy or scared. Like if you know, if you're talking to, I don't know, if you're talking to your brother or your girlfriend or boyfriend or parents or something and they're like, oh, how much did you make? And you're like, oh, well, you know, I charged a hundred and I worked for, you know, whatever, eight hours and I made, what is that? 10, whatever the case may be. Um, it's okay. It's a, it's a learning process. Not many people start their business. Okay. Like not many people have a business. Not many people know how to run a business. So don't feel bad for, stepping into the world of business and entrepreneurship and you're trying to do your own thing and things didn't work out on the first vehicle. I mean, do 10 more and you'll get better. Do 10 more and you'll get a lot better. Do 10 more and you'll really understand what you have to do. So, you know, don't feel shy. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be scared. Don't be, you know, don't feel down because you're like, oh man, like it took, you know, so much longer and I actually didn't make that much money. And no, instead of say, hey, look, this is my first time. I was confident. I'm happy I did it. I got a baseline. I know now what to beat moving forward, right? Last, you know, my first time was four hours for $100. And next time I want to do a hundred dollars and three and a half hours, whatever the case may be. But let this be a baseline. Let this be a starting point. And you say, Ooh, okay, now I know what to do. And now I know my goal for the next one, whatever this was, it's fine. The next one I'll do better. As you can tell, the whole theme of this is don't get stuck up on this one, the vehicle, just focus on getting better on the next one. That's the whole gist with this, um, basically with your first customer. Okay. Now, you are going to overthink the end results. I mean, this is definitely going to happen. And we'll, and you'll keep on doing more and more before you deliver the vehicle to the customer. Now, I mean, it, it makes sense why we go through this, but you feel like you have to keep on working more and more and more and remove more stains or more scratches in order for the customer to be happy. When you're first doing this, I 100% understand. I think it's okay. I think you have to go through this phase because if you're brand new to business and you're not used to accepting money from someone else and, you know, you are hired to do a certain job for someone for money, um, you really, you know, when you're starting and and you're new to this, you really want to believe or really want to commit to over delivering to your customer so if they do ask you to just you know do a basic interior cleaning but then you see a little stain right there well you're going to clean that stain 
and then you see a stain over there, and then you see a little smudge over here, and then, and then you'll go and try to clean all those little things because you feel like if you don't clean that right now, the customer is not going to be happy with the results. So again, we all go through this. We're going to over deliver the results by a lot, which again goes back to it makes us spend a lot more time, which again makes them make less per hour. So when you're there and I would say, again, I would say it's, I'm saying again, a lot. I would say that it is absolutely fine to go overboard and over deliver because you're going through the process. You have to have a, you know, you have to be able to contrast going overboard and over delivering and then not going overboard and not over delivering. So your first couple customers, yes, it's fine to just chase a lot more stains than expected and a lot more blemishes and a lot more scratches and all that good jazz. And over time, as I've been saying, all you do is get better and have a better understanding of what limitations you're going to put on yourself based on the expectations that you agreed with the customer on the end result that you're going to get from this um, from the service. So like for us, you know, now for us, if someone like our, our mini interior detail, let me take a sip of water real quick. Our mini interior detail, it's a, it's basically what I've been saying. It's a it's a uh, thorough vacuuming, wiping down the interior, cleaning the glass, and wiping down the door jams. That's it. Like there's no thorough agitation, no thorough cleaning, no shampooing. If we get a customer that requests a mini interior detail, and there's some light stains, or you can, you can tell that the leather seats need a light cleaning, right? We're not gonna like we're not gonna clean the leather seats at all. Like we're not going to we're gonna leave the leather seats as they are. As like we're still gonna wipe them down because that's included in the service. But as far as going that extra step and agitating the seats to remove that light layer of you know gunk on the leather seats, we're not gonna do that because we're not hired to do that. If they wanted us to do that, then that could either be requested at a separate price or that could be to our up to our more um, extensive interior service um but now rewind that all the way back to when i first started i would probably hit those leather seats because i was like oh they're, they're a little dirty i really want to you know make the customer happy so i'll just go ahead and scrub the seats down real quick and i'll just make sure that they're happy okay so it's gonna be a difference between you know now starting and eight months from now you'll have a different perspective on like oh yeah if you want that done that's gonna have to be an extra price or cost or extra service or you know additional service if you want that touched up. So I would say, you know, go for it, have fun, do what you have to do. But over time, you, you'll get better at not um, at not going overboard. Now, an important thing to do, you definitely want to do this, is you want to document the process. You want, as far as documenting, as far as photos and videos, that's what I mean by. Why? Well, because now that you're getting customers, now that you want to start this business, you need to be able to create content for social media, whether that's Facebook or Instagram or even YouTube um, and for your website. So with this one, I would say take photos before and after, 50-50s, um, um, whatever other type of shots that you can, take videos, um, you know, do whatever you can to create content. That way you have material to post on your Facebook and Instagram and perhaps even YouTube. You can send it to the customer. You can do a lot of things with this. You can post it on your website. So many things. So from day one, I would say start taking content. You'll get better as, you know, the more customers that you get, but start at least start with before and afters, right? Before you get started, 
go around the vehicle, take a bunch of befores. Once you're done with the vehicle, go around and take the same afters. If you're cleaning uh, seats or polishing paint and, you know, there, there's a clear 50-50 that you can do, well, then do that 50-50. And that's it. it. It doesn't take too long. Granted, sometimes it does get in the way to, to create content. Like, it, it sure, like, at some point, it sure does get in the way to create content. But since you're just getting started, um, I would take advantage of that and, and get as much content that you can with the limited customers that you have. Like I 100% will take full advantage and get content while you can with the customers that you get. Since it's so low volume, you can really take advantage and just get photos. Okay, now, so let's say you're, for one, I'm going to recommend if you're starting off, you be mobile, not shop-based, right? Not at at your garage. You, You go be mobile. That's what I recommend. I have a bunch of episodes and videos and things on this on this specific subject but i recommend you go mobile now once you get there right let's say you let's say you schedule the customer on a monday like you talk to the customer on a monday and you schedule them for a friday okay then on wednesday or a thursday you want to text the customer or call the customer and say hey johnny are we still on for friday at 9 a.m for the detail you, so basically, you want to confirm that the customer is going to be okay with it. Simple as that. I we we just we send an automated text and email. So if you just want to text and not call, that's fine. Like we we almost never actually yeah we never call to confirm. We might have done that once, um, but other than that, we always just text or email to confirm um, the appointments. Oh, took a sip of water. So you want to make sure that you do confirm the appointment. That's that's one. Two, or not two, but next step is obviously make sure you're taking everything with you. Make a list if you need to. Kind of make a mental checklist of, okay, what service am I going to do? What's the process? Look at your sheet and see, okay, what, what you know. Obviously, you're going to take everything, and you probably don't have much to take anyhow, but just make sure you're taking all the tools and products in your vehicle. If you need power or water, you just ask the customer, right? It's no big deal. Hey Johnny, um, do you have an available? Do you have access to a water spigot and power outlet? That's all I need. They'll nine out of ten times I say yes, we do. Then once you get there, you just give them a call or text. Say hey Johnny, I have arrived. Johnny's gonna come outside. You're gonna step outside, put your mask on, and you're just gonna say, you know, you're gonna introduce yourself. And you literally, just, I mean, from getting out of the vehicle, like once the customer comes out, to when you're working on the vehicle. It takes maybe like two, three minutes. Like you're just going to greet the customer, confirm that's the vehicle, do a little small talk, recap that the, recap about the service, recap about the price, and then ask if there's anything specific that they're focused on you cleaning. Like for let's say for a basic interior cleaning, you're like, hey, is there, is there anything specific that you want me to focus on? Just to make sure that, you know, anything that they're focused on, you are, you know, you registered that in your in your head and you can make sure you clean that up because that's what the customer specifically wants. And then after that, you just work for the next however long. Once you're done with the vehicle, you just text the customer saying, hey, Johnny, the vehicle is, com- is complete. And then Johnny will say, okay, I'm coming out. And then you walk around the vehicle and kind of explain to him what took place, if you saw anything weird, if you need to point anything out, if you need to, you know, whatever you need to talk about based on the service and what you did and what you, you know, the results that you got, you talk it out and then you say, okay, so that's going to be, um, 
He's going to say, okay, so are you going to pay cash or card? He says cash or card, you accept payment, and you're done. Like, it's really it. The whole customer interaction should take maybe, you know, granted, it all depends on, you know, how, how much small talk you have, but... I'm going to say it should take no it should take less than 5 minutes as far as the whole customer interaction. It can take much longer if well, my voice keeps on cracking. It can take much longer if you um if you talk a lot, right? But I want I'm not going to count for that because that's just, you know, that's just a separate thing if you just want to like stay there and talk to the customer or you have you have a good conversation going out with the customer. But in terms of just the actual, you know, hey, I'm here, this is the vehicle, this is what we're going to do. This is what, you know, any questions like, you know, in that regard, less than five minutes, if that, to start working on the vehicle. Now, the last thing that you can do is once you're done with the vehicle, uh, you could ask him, hey, Johnny, is it okay if I send you a link to leave me a review online? Johnny will, of course, say yes, because he's happy with your results. He's happy with your customer service. He's happy with the experience. So he's more than happy to leave the review. Then once you get back home, you get your uh, you get a link and you, you can either text it or email it to him. And say, hey Johnny, here's the review. Here's the link to review me on wherever, um, Google or Facebook. Uh, I don't think you can. I don't know. Yelp is really weird with like they're very strict, I should say, with the rules. Um, so I don't know if you can actually send a link to someone for Yelp. Anyhow, uh, here's my link to Google or Facebook. Can you please leave me a review? I'd really appreciate it. Thank you very much. And that's it. And then. Johnny will leave that review, you get your five-star review, and then you just literally repeat that process over and over and over. And that's basically it. Hopefully, I, you hopefully that wasn't too long of a of a podcast on your first cur- on your first customer. But yeah, so congrats on the first customer. I don't want you to overthink it. I don't you, I don't want you to overstress because when you stress about it, it's it's the stress is all made up. The stress is just this scenario, this scenario that you painted in your head of what could potentially go wrong, right? Like this stress and anxiety, if you have that, the stress and anxiety, it comes from nowhere. You just, you literally just made it up in thin air, right? You had no problem. You had no stress. You got this customer and now you have stress and anxiety and you might be like overwhelmed. It's, it's all just made up. It, it doesn't have to be there. And it doesn't ha- and the best way to mitigate or reduce that stress, anxiety, over, overwhelm and excitement um, well, not not that excitement is bad, but is by having a plan and following everything that I said um, with your first customer. So I'll end it right here. I hope you took some information away that you can apply to your business. Congratulations on that first customer again. Here's to many more because this is your first one. It's your it's your it's your it's your learning customer, and you'll just get better and better after this. If you want to shoot me a DM on Instagram with your questions, it's at Detail Groove. You can send me, you can send me an email. If you want to download the ultimate guide to start your detailing business, check that in the show notes or go to my Instagram or to my website, which is detailgroove.co. Other than that, I will talk to everyone on the next one. Bye-bye.